welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's your co-host, Jenny Scott, here with, oh, he's not even a stand-in co-host anymore. I feel like, John, you're just here now. John Bauer, how are you, John? Maybe we just call me co-host now. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You've earned it, kid. <laughs> You've you. earned it. Well, welcome. I'm super excited to have our guest here today. We all have this Colorado connection. I went to Colorado State. You go to Colorado all the time. He lives in Denver now. Um, so super excited. Um, but you actually know our guest. So I'm going to let you do the honors and introduce him today. Who do we have with us? Of course. Well, today we've got Pete Holman. Pete Holman, he's a physical therapist, a certified strength and conditioning specialist, former U.S. national taekwondo champion and team captain. Client list has included Fortune 500 business owners as well as Hollywood stars. He's also worked with professional athletes and strength coaches from Major League Baseball to the NFL, NBA, UFC, X Games, and even a professional race car team. Uh, he's currently the Idea Fitness Leader of the Year Award recipient, which me and Jenny nice. were there to see you receive the award and get the whole crowd rocking with some We Will Rock You. Um, he, he presents for Idea. Uh, he writes for the Idea Fitness Journal, PT on the Net, uh, Stack Magazine, and Iron Man Magazine. He's also appeared on national TV on shows like The Doctors, Steve Harvey Show, and he can be heard on podcasts all around the world, just like this one. Pete Holman, welcome to the show. Man, it is, what an intro. It's fantastic to be here. I, I will not let you down after that, John. <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear. We'll hold you to it. Absolutely. So, Pete, tell us about yourself. How did you get your start in the fitness industry? Uh, you know, I started, I tore my ACL. And I was working at a, as a gas station jockey. This was, you know, I was like, I don't know, 19 years old. I tear my ACL. I grew up in Colorado skiing and I wanted to be the next Warren Miller ski star. If you, if you know who Warren Miller is, you get it. If you don't, you know, Google Warren Miller. Google it. <laughs> you know, just hucking off of cliffs, you know, in the backcountry. And when you do that and you're 220 pounds, you tend to tear things up. So I tore my knee. Uh, I couldn't be a gas jockey anymore because you have to do full serve. This is back in the day when you actually had full service gas stations. So I found a job at a health club called the Highline YMCA. And I was kind of at the front desk and doing things of that nature. I ended up working in maintenance and I did that for a year and a half. And then I was training to rehab my knee and I really got into strength and conditioning. And I talked to some of the trainers there and they convinced me that I would be a great personal trainer. And that's literally where where the dream started is at that Highline YMCA, you know, however many years ago. Nice. I love that. The YMCA is a good, good spot to start. I used to go to the one in Denver. You know, I just went back. So I, I lived in Aspen for 20 plus years. And, you know, I moved to San Francisco at one point, moved back, moved to Florida at one point, moved back. But I was hanging out in Aspen. I recently just moved back to Denver and I went back to this very YMCA. And I mean, let me tell you about nostalgia. I mean, it was oh, just wow. amazing out of this place. And I went in there and I'm starting to work out. And what do I see? I see a TRX rip trainer. And I'm like, oh, snap. 
the guy that's on my right. <laughs> so I was, you know, kind of walking a little bit taller there. And then I went into this, you know, it's one of those old clubs that has racquetball courts that they have converted into hip hit training gyms and, and mm-hmm. functional training spaces. And I go back into this one racquetball court and there it is the Nautilus glute drive. And now I'm like pounding my chest. thinking <laughs> I have arrived. I started here, you know, 30 plus years ago as a maintenance man. And now they actually have my equipment, my products in that gym. And that was a special feeling and a special moment for me uh, at, at the YMCA. So, man, if you're looking to join a health club and there's nothing else around or you don't like the price points of some of these other gyms, go check out your local YMCA. They, they have upped their game and they're doing some great things there. And it's a community community gym. So really cool stuff. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that. The YMCA I used to go to on 16th Street in downtown Denver. It was legit. They had the machines that like counted your reps and your weight used for you. You just had to plug in your user number. Like that was the first time I'd ever seen like automated resistance training machines. Yeah. And they're rolling that out. They've got, I went to a YMCA here in, in West Denver and they've got the same thing. So really cool technology, but you know, none of the pretense and the, the, you know, the cockiness of some of the other gyms that you go to just, uh, you see senior citizens and you see young, you know, adolescent athletes that are developing. So it's a really cool mix. Nice. This is going to sound like a commercial for YMCA's in Colorado, but I've been to the one in Monument, Colorado, and that one is also a really cool place to work out with all kinds of stuff. And I'm sure they got rip trainers and group drives there too. Uh, Pete, so some humble beginnings for sure, like a lot of us in the fitness industry, but like I talked about in the intro, uh, you know, pretty, pretty impressive client list, pretty impressive background. Tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of the journey from being a maintenance guy at the YMCA to where you are now, where you're creating products that are used all over the world. Well, that, I mean, that's a that's a long journey, but I'll try to consolidate it. It started out at this health club. And to be honest, working maintenance was probably the best thing I'd ever done. Uh, I just finished a book, by the way written by Horst Schultz, or I don't know how you pronounce it. It's He's a German guy, Horst Schultz. He was the CEO and founder of the Ritz-Carlton. And the book is called Excellence Wins. And let me tell you, if you're in the service industry, in any capacity, serving other people uh, in business or one-on-one, you got to read this book. Um, he, he grew up in a small German town, and at 11 years old, somehow he knew he wanted to be in the hotel industry. I still don't really understand that story, but whatever. Some of these young you know, prodigies have that. And so he started working as a dishwasher in a hotel that was 60 miles away from his village in, in oh, Germany. And that's where he started. And so I don't know if that's I'm not going to compare myself to the CEO of Ritz Carlton, but I started in humble beginnings, too. I started out in maintenance. And the first, you know, couple of weeks, it, it sucked. I mean, I was literally cleaning out. There was one thing I had to do, which was rotor rooter the showers. And this was an older building. And if you've ever been to an older building, a lot of times the drainage systems aren't, you know, up to snuff. And so you get in these showers, you know, what collects in the showers <laughs> you do not want to clean out. I'm not going to say anything more about that. But so one of my jobs was I had to take a handheld rotor rooter and clean out these showers so that they didn't, you know, pool up with water. And let me tell you something. I mean, that's an eye-opening experience to make $5 and 50 cents an hour and be rotor-rootering stuff. And I did that a couple of times and I thought, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to get this shower running as best as it's ever run. And so I started to have this attitude shift and 
I was just, I had my light on. I was like the top maintenance guy. I, I knew all the members. I sit, called everybody by name. I walked around whistling and skipping. And I just loved being in that health club. And I got noticed. I was, it was like seven months later, I got a promotion, which nobody else got a promotion. And I got a raise. A raise came with the promotion. A year later, the head of maintenance ended up getting a different job. And guess who was the head of maintenance? So at this point now, I was the head of maintenance over some of my buddies and people, and I was making $3 an hour more than them. It just, it, it proved to me that if you're committed to excellence, if you can operate with your light on, your, your light shining brightly, and if you can do a heck of a job, you can get promotions, you could advance your career. And that process just rolled over into everything I did. I started martial arts at that same gym that birthed my martial arts career. And that's a whole nother story. But I, I applied that same process, you know, be, be humble, be green, learn, grow, evolve, commit to excellence and, and have your light on. And then eventually, um, I, again, I got into the personal training department and got my ACE certified personal training certificate. That was my first before CSCS, before I became a physical therapist, I was an ACE certified trainer. And I, let me tell you, when you don't have a background in health and sciences and, uh, you know, anatomy, kinesis, phys, I mean, it was hard to get that, that certification. And so I was very proud of that. And, you know, that started my learning process. And then eventually, I, you know, it was really through martial arts. I wanted to be the biggest, strongest, fastest, most, most agile, most explosive martial artist in the world. You know, and I, I mean, I, I never was, but I, was, I competed at a high level as an amateur. And in order to do that, you needed to understand strength and conditioning. So I, I immersed myself in, in the art and the science of strength and conditioning. And that really spawned my personal training career. And then because I competed and trained at such a high level, I was constantly injured. And plus, I was skiing in the backcountry of Colorado. I mean, I was constantly injured. And I got sick of being injured. And I got sick of the rehab process because I didn't understand it. And that's what spawned my physical therapy practice in my degree. Uh, and so now I felt like I've got some mojo and I can train myself. I can heal myself. And then it wasn't eventually uh, years later when I got involved in physical therapy and I was working in a clinic and I there was a problem in the clinic that was uh, there was a disorganization everywhere. The BOSU balls, you could never find them. The Swiss balls <laughs> around the, the sport cords were you could never find anything. And I said, couldn't there be a rack that held all this functional training gear? And that was my first product invention called the functional training rack, which I licensed to perform better. This was in like 2009. And, and so that's, nice. again, what spawned my, uh, you know, kind of product innovation uh, career and trajectory that I'm really on on now. Wait, is that the rack where the BOSUs like sit like little layered cake on? No. So it's actually really cool. I, the BOSU just kind of sits um, almost like tilt boards. The, the rack was designed so you could put a tilt board or a BOSU. And then it had medicine balls on the vertical kind of center rungs. And then it had little antennas like horns that came out that you could hang sports cords and resistance cords from. But on one side, it had a little hoop that held stability balls and you could rack those vertically. And I back then I didn't understand anything about patents or the patenting process, but I you know came out with this product, kind of sold it off. It was in 2009, and if you you guys most of your viewers are probably too young to remember 2009, but I remember it vividly because I lost everything in 2009. There was a huge economic collapse and recession and yeah. and real estate collapse, 
And long story short, steel prices went up, doubled. Gas prices doubled. The price to produce my product doubled. And I kind of just gave it to perform better. But that stability ball holder, the hoop holder that you see in every gym, Life Fitness has it on their racks. Matrix has it on their racks. That I designed that back in 2008. And I, I should have patented it. I'd probably be, you know, driving to Bentley by now. But, <laughs> but that was that was a part of it. And it was really, I thought it was really cool and innovative. And I brought this rack to my physical therapy clinic and people just oohed and odd over my functional training rack. And it kind of gave me an idea that, you know, if I did this once, I can do it again. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of, you have helped design and come up with a couple other products, the Rip Trainer. Um, tell us about some of the other products that you've come up with. Well, so the Rip Trainer, that was a, a rotational training device that I used for an X Games athlete when I was training up in Aspen. He was a snowmobile racer and he needed help with his back health and, and strength and stability. And he wanted a little bit more endurance on the sled. And I came up with this. Basically, I thought it was a snowmobile handle with an asymmetrical load on one side, which was the resistance cord. And I, I literally was laying in bed and looked up and grabbed the closet rod out of my closet and attached the resistance cord to one end and started pushing and pulling and rotating and striking with this thing in my garage. And 15 minutes later, I was full of sweat. And my core was on fire. I felt like I was fluid and agile and, and, and mobile. And I said, I think I've got something here. And that became the T-Rex Rip Trainer. It's now iterated into what's called the Golf Forever Swing Trainer, which, you know, by the way, one thing you get in this process is you get smarter with age, right? Sure. You're sick of barking up a tree and you want to get low-hanging fruit. Well, golfers have a high disposable income. Golfers love widgets and gadgets and new stuff. And exactly. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> and, and they've got... Um, and they have interest in improving their game and they're not that good at fitness. So I, I've kind of, you know, adapted the rip trainer to be this golf forever swing trainer in conjunction with this company golf forever that has a tremendous app sponsored by Scotty Scheffler, the number one golfer in the world. And now it's, it just kind of keeps living this, this asymmetrical bar. So I'm really proud of that. I've got the world's first ever plate loaded hip thrust machine, which is called the Nautilus glute drive. And I created that again out of my garage, out of necessity. And I licensed that to Nollis. And it's amazing. I've got an Instagram uh, handle called glute, at glute drive. And people tag this from all over the world. I mean, we've got glute drives in Biograd, Serbia. I've never even heard of this place, but apparently they do hip thrusts in, in Serbia. So <laughs> as um, they should, as they should. And then my latest product that I literally just got my first, uh, my first inventory in my possession two days ago, it's called the farmer's barrel. And, or excuse me, it's called the escape barrel, but it came from working on a farm, growing up on a small farm in Littleton, Colorado, in which I used a wheelbarrow every weekend to you know, haul concrete and road ba base and, and railroad ties and manure, which kind of sucked. But <laughs> I, regardless, I, I hauled stuff around all day long. And man, I got, and this was before I was strength training, right? And when I went to strength training, I noticed, my grip strength is pretty good because I was hauling, I was doing loaded carries every friggin' day of the week. And then my, you know, and a lot of times when you're moving a wheelbarrow around, it's not just straight. Sometimes you're dragging it. Well, there's your retro drags, right? You, you're, you're ambulating. So your, your hips and your glutes are strong. You've got good balance because you're in single leg support. A lot of the time, long story short, this transferred into my martial arts career. So um, I decided, why isn't there a wheelbarrow? 
in a gym that you could load up and carry just like a wheelbarrow on the farm, you know, and get farm strong. And so in conjunction with Escape Fitness, we made this loaded carry machine, but we found out that people want to push it also. So when we were testing this machine, this is why you always test products that you're trying to work on. When we were testing this machine in California, the first guy that, that was playing around with it, he was an MMA guy. So he did a sprawl and then he stood up real fast and he pushed it. And then he did a sprawl and he pushed it. And I said, wait a minute, this is a push sled also. So we kind of tweaked this uh, ski runners on there. And so now it's not just a loaded carry machine, it's a push sled. So if you're into being farm strong and working your metabolism and, and explosive power, like push sled movements, you got to check out the escape barrel. That's awesome. Is that one in this? Like, can people buy that one? You said you just got it. You just, yeah. Well, yeah. So we had an, an initial inventory and which escape didn't anticipate the need for a loaded carry sled push combo machine. So we sold out of that in like six weeks. And then the challenge right now is the supply chain coming from Taiwan, anywhere overseas. It's not just having the stuff produced, it's shipping it over, you know, and then you have to unload it from the container, get it to your warehouse and then get it to your clients. So we just got our second shipment of hundred units in, and I've got buddies that are finally receiving theirs. Like today, um, Michael Ricks got one from Florida and he's all fired up. And so, yeah, that's my latest product. And I'm working on another one, which I'm not going to share with you today, but you know, you got to keep moving, keep pushing. Hey, Pete, one thing I can say about your products is they get used a lot once they get into, into the clubs. I don't know how many classes I've taught and I have other people taught with rib trainers and that stand where you can connect a whole bunch of rib trainers to it. One of the biggest mistakes in my career when I bought a couple of glute drives from you guys is I only bought two because then that created fights in the gym where people are fighting over, you know, standing in line for the thing. Uh, and then I tried, I've tried that wheelbarrow, the escape barrel, because it was that idea. And I was like, man, he did it again. He did it again. <laughs> well, <clears throat> great products for sure. Yeah, all you're trying to do is solve problems in the industry, right? And, and the, you know, it's Ackman's razor, right? The simplest solution is usually the best solution. So, you know, it, everybody loves to hip thrust. And, and as a physical therapist, that's what's weird. A lot of people look at hip thrust as it's some weird abnormal movement. And, you know, why would you load this up? And I've never seen this before. In physical therapy, it's literally one of the first therapeutic exercises I learned in our in our therapeutic exercise class, a single leg glute bridge, you know, and that rehabs ACL tears, meniscus tears, low back injuries, hip injuries. It's just a it's a, you know, bucket list thing you got to be doing in rehab. And then, you know, in 2006 or so a guy by the name of Brett Contreras comes along and really he's a researcher, scientist, you know, really interesting character. And he just gets geeked out on glute development and, and starts loading people up. He puts their back up on a, on a back pad on a platform. So they have more range of motion, which makes sense. Yeah. And instead of doing single leg, he's doing both legs because you can kind of get more power and, and more strength out of that. And then he starts putting barbells across people's waist to really load them up. Well, when you put a barbell across your waist, now you got to need, a, you need a barbell, you need weights, you need a bench, you need a space on the floor. And I said, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And that's kind of the, the genesis of creating that glue drive machine. I'm, it's great to hear, John, that you've got a uh, tremendous need for that. And I, there's one club, 24-Hour Fitness, actually a couple clubs now that have four units, which and never in my mind's eye would I think that you'd have four units in a, a single health club. But, you know, they got four units at San Ramon, 24-Hour Fitness, 
Uh, another gym just I posted on my um, glute drive channel the other day has four units. They just opened up and I guess they don't want lines there, you know? For sure. The gym that I go to has one. We just got it a couple months ago and there was like a huge sign coming soon. And now it's there. Both, both of their facilities that I go to have one. And everybody, guys, girls, everybody uses it. And there's always, it's always one of those machines where you like kind of loiter close to it and like do your stuff until the person's done. And then you're like, I'm going to, oh, I got next, I got next, right? And you're like, you like throw your, it's in beach volleyball, you throw your sandal by the pole to say that you got next. It's like people throw their bag by the, the glute drive to say they got next. <laughs> I love, I love that. Yeah. And it's not exactly like a lap pull down where you necessarily want to just switch in back and forth. You know, you kind of like, you don't want to hover over somebody as they're doing the hip thrust, but it's it's great. <laughs> it's great to know also that it's just as much guys as as it is gals. You know, that's one of the stigmas that hip thrusts have got is that it's just kind of a female, uh, you know, booty exercise. Excuse my language, but it's a glute training exercise. So you know, guys, if you want to improve your squat, if you want to improve your deadlift, if you want better, more explosive Olympic lifts, if you want to run faster, you're going to need glute development. And there's no better machine on the market, in my opinion, than the Nautilus Glute Tribe to, to isolate the glutes and train and strengthen the glutes. And we're back for another ISSA rapid review. Jessica had this to say about our bodybuilding specialist course. As a bodybuilder, I feel like this opened my eyes to more ways to achieve positive results for the stage. That's awesome. That's exactly what we were going for, Jessica. Thanks for your feedback. Absolutely. I love that. Um, so, so cool that you have all these products out there. By the way, you're, you said you're working on another one. So how do you keep coming up with these things that are so novel? Because I feel like everybody, including myself, is like, I want to have an idea. But then I think about it and then I look it up and I'm like, dang, somebody in China is already making this. <laughs> that happens to me too. Trust me. I, you know, I wish I had an answer for you. Basically, I get frustrated with things. I see things. I'm in gyms and and I, you know, my latest product is, is kind of a Pilates type product, but it's a glute training product for commercial and consumer. And it was literally going to a little burrito shop for breakfast. And I, I you know, would go once or twice a week. And every time I walk by this Pilates shop, they were doing a couple of the same type of glute movements. And I said, that's interesting. You know, that must be a big move in Pilates. And I went and talked to one of the instructors and she said, oh yeah, we, you know, we're big on the glutes and core activation and, and balance and stability. And, you know, and I looked at their machine and I said, you know, I can do this better and I can be, have it be more focused on the glutes. So it's just trying to solve problems in the industry. And I also, I like to tinker and I, I like to create. And that's part of my, you know, genesis as a human being. I'm, I just want to keep evolving. Uh, you know, I, I think that we should all have some Renaissance in us. And if you haven't studied the Renaissance period, it's when people would, you know, they would do math at, from nine to 10 and from 10 to 11, they would play piano. And then from 11 to 12, it was sports and conditioning. And they just had this well-rounded, um, interests of, of different hobbies and things. And I'm trying to get my daughter to think the same way with piano and volleyball and, and, and stud, you know, her studies. And so uh, I just like being well-rounded and I also like to do things at a high level. I mean, if you're going to do it, you know, let's go. So, yeah. you know, why, why not try to do it to the best of your ability and not just kind of noodle around with it. And so, that I guess that combination of personality traits or character traits 
you know, lends itself to product innovation. Nice. Yeah, it's good to be creative. <laughs> hey, so Pete, you um, you know, you've kind of mentioned how your, your physical therapy career um kind of influenced uh some of your thoughts in terms of making these products. Uh, but what about just career in general? Because we are we are we have a lot of trainers that are that are listening to us right now. And what's the impact or the or the influence that uh, corrective sort uh, sort of the training or, or or more therapeutic sort of training uh, can have on a personal trainer's career? Man, I, I'm glad you asked that question, John, because it literally has been a game changer for my entire career. Obviously, having increased knowledge and increased skills just positioned you for better, you know, acquisition of clients, for making more money, for demanding more money. Um, but it gives you the tools to be successful at your trade. And, you know, the reason I'm doing this is to help people actualize their health, their wellness and their vitality. That's that's my why. I mean, you got to start with that. If you're not passionate about what you're doing and you're not really trying to help people, then you're potentially in the wrong business. Uh, Sorry to be blunt, but that's that's why we're here. But once you start doing that, you want to be successful. You want to be efficient. You want to be effective and physical therapy or corrective exercise, just understanding better better assessment to having assessment tools. I mean, that's really physical therapists basically can diagnose injuries. They can assess the body. They can assess joints and movements and, and, and dysfunctional movement patterns or, or tissues. And then they can, uh, you know, introduce a therapeutic exercise program in different modalities to help treat these dysfunctions. Well, if you think about the modern day trainer, what do you have? You've got FMS, you've got ISSA has a corrective movement trajectory or track, uh, NASM, all these programs have corrective exercise. So now all of a sudden you're, you're training your eye to watch movement pattern. Maybe you can't go on joint by joint analysis. Uh, I don't know how deep your, your tract is, but maybe you're not putting your hands on them, but you can certainly watch with your eyes and understand movement and dysfunctional movement, and then introduce some exercises on how to fix that movement. But also, what are we doing now? We're using percussive massage tools. Well, you can upregulate the central nervous system and, and activate muscle tissues with percussive massage, or you can downregulate the central nervous system, calm things down when they get pissy for recovery or, or for, for proper warm-up with uh, percussive massage. Th- those are phys- physical therapy you know, practices. I mean, we had the what was it? The DMS? I forget back in the day, we had a percussive massage tool that you could buy. It was $5,000, if I'm not mistaken, maybe three. Um, and they probably still have it. And it was basically like a, you know, a Theragun or, or you know, Hyperice, you know, Volt gun, but it was $3,000. So nobody could afford it. But man, it was super effective. Now they've made that accessible to all the trainers. So basically learning anatomy, learn, know your kinesiology, know your physiology, but also start to learn how the body moves, how to assess dysfunctional movement, how to correct dysfunctional movement. If you can do that, you're on your way to being a successful sought after trainer, strength coach, et cetera. And, you know, I was just, I started training. My daughter actually started training at Lauren Landau. Lauren Landau, if you don't know, he's mm-hmm. strength coach for the Denver Nuggets or the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Broncos. I was thinking Steve Hess also. So Lauren Landau is the strength coach for the Denver Nuggets. He's never at his facility because he's with the with the Broncos. But um, he's got this facility. He's got 30 trainers. My daughter is a high-level volleyball player, which I know you, you're happy about that. She started training at Lauren Landau's facility. 
And all these trainers and Lauren himself, they, they take muscle activation techniques. Well, muscle activation technique is a way to assess muscle strength and function. And there's some treatment techniques, including percussive massage or soft tissue mobilization that helps you get you moving and get the muscles activated. So again, that's like physical therapy concepts introduced into the strength and conditioning community, the trainer community that anybody can access and learn, but you got to hunker down. You got to take the courses. You got to get yourself certified. You got to, you know, if you want to be the next CEO of the Ritz Carlton, you've got to commit yourself to excellence and, and improve your skill set. And once you do that, I'm telling you, coming into any seminars, when I speak at IDEA, you know, a lot of credentials help, you know, being a U.S., a former U.S. national Taekwondo champion, you know, that's like, ooh, cool, he's an athlete, you know, uh, being being a strength coach, having high-end clients, when they see that physical therapist, it's like, wow, he's separated himself from the field and he knows corrective exercise better than anybody. And that really has helped my career. That's awesome. So for the people out there, though, that maybe aren't looking into physical therapy as like going to get the degree and getting the licensure, like corrective exercise is a great place to start. But are there opportunities for a personal trainer with or without corrective experience, hopefully with, to work with someone like yourself as a physical therapist? Absolutely. In fact, physical therapists are constantly looking for, uh, you know, assistance and, and people to, to help operate the therapeutic exercise. And it's one of the best things I tell any any trainer that wants to up their game, go if you have to volunteer at a physical therapy clinic because all of a sudden they're going to tell you how they assess people. You're going to watch them diagnose injuries. You're going to learn about meniscus repairs and 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 bank heart lesions in the shoulder and you know uh, facet joint irritation in the low back. And once you start understanding the terminology, once you start understanding the healing trajectory and the, the timelines associated with different injuries, and once you start learning the therapeutic exercises, which every therapist should be prescribing, it's not just ultrasound and e-stim and ice, your, your knowledge base grows. Next thing you know, your client comes and says, you know, my shoulder's a little tweaky. I don't know what's going on. I'm not saying you're going to be able to diagnose that, but you might say, hey, you know, I've got a few exercises that my therapist used with all the shoulder patients that I think we can start with, with the elastic resistance that is going to help get your shoulder warmed up. And if it continues to bother you, let's refer you out to my physical therapist. Next thing you know, your client is like, wow, this person knew what to do with my bad knee, with my back, with my ankle, with my shoulder. And again, that's, you're trying to, you know, it's all competition. Hopefully at some point we'll talk about the competitive, competitive spirit and how, most of your your listeners are former athletes. At some point, everything equal, you've got to go out and compete for your clients, for job promotions, for management positions. You know, that's something you guys all know how to do is go out and compete at a high level. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie that you have, you know, your physical therapy background, because that was always something that I would have loved to have done. Um, but three degrees later, my dad keeps telling me to stop getting more degrees. <laughs> Wait a minute, point, what are, what are your three degrees in? So I have a bachelor's degree in zoology, a bachelor's degree in dietetics, and a master's degree in human resources. Random. <laughs> well, no, I think that's wonderful. And again, back to the Renaissance stuff, you are a well-rounded, knowledgeable, progressive woman that's, you know, doing great things and you're going to move on to do even better things. So don't don't diminish that all that schooling and that education. 
Yeah. One day when I win the lottery this week, I'll, uh, I'll go back through physical therapy. <laughs> yeah. And to, and to kind of sum up with the, what you were saying, Pete, and, and for our listeners, you know, we often talk about losing weight and gaining muscles and six pack abs and, and bulging biceps. Uh, but it sounds like a lot of what you were talking about was simply can you help people move better and feel better. Uh, and there's a huge market for that. Uh, am, am I right in, in that? 1,000%. I mean, so I'm at Landau facility yesterday and my daughter, it was kind of funny. I went over to just check in with my daughter and she's like, don't get away from me. And and her trainer's right next to her. I'm like, where's the love? You know, I'm paying for your training. I can't bring you to the best strength and conditioning facility Colorado has to offer. And that's all you got for me is get away from me. Don't bother me. But, you know, 16-year-old kids are like, just let me do my thing. But there was another trainer there that was um, – there were some high-level athletes, by the way. In fact, I ran into Justin Gagey. And for all you UFC fans, you'll know who Justin Gagey is. And so I walked by him, and I've seen him so much on TV that I thought I knew him. I'm, I'm literally, hey, what's up, bro? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. How you doing, champ? And I gave him a fist bump because my mind just thought – of course, you know, Justin, he's, you see him on TV every, you know, three times a year. So they're training high level athletes, but there's a trainer in the corner who has that you could tell they were husband and wife. They were the cutest couple, silver haired, you know, they were in their late sixties or early seventies. What's he got them doing? He's got them doing sled pushes. Now, granted it was lightweight. It, they weren't exploding through the movement pattern, but they had, you know, they were doing kind of a circuit and they had to push the sled up to the 20 yard line and then push it back. And I thought, man, like, I, I like this. I don't even know this guy. I like him as a trainer. He's it's all you do is modify intensity yeah, and volume and load. And you're doing the same things that you would do with a professional athlete with a 70 year old. And that just was really cool for me to see. Plus, I could look, I could see the look on this guy's face. You could tell he was an ex-athlete, right? Like years ago, he he competed, he did something, even if he grew up on a farm throwing hay bales around. He he was he was somebody. And he still is. And this sled push brought something out in him that I don't think he would have got maybe at another facility doing lap pull-downs and you know, whatever step-ups. It was just he felt like he was doing something athletic and functional. And he was. And so, yeah, you're, you're right. 100%. It all transfers over. Love this. Well, it sounds like you have so much to share and it sounds like you have quite a few different social media profiles. So any of our listeners, Pete, how can they reach you or find you? Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm most active on Instagram. Hopefully a lot of viewers are using Instagram out there. It's Pete Holman one, the number one H O L M A N Pete Holman one. And then I'm also on Twitter and Facebook under Pete Holman. Um, and then actually LinkedIn is a really good space to find me too, uh, under Pete Holman. Uh, I'm really liking LinkedIn. I, I'm a little bit like late adopter, but it's really cool because it seems a little more professional. You don't get all the showy, you know, guys doing, there was just some post today. And by the way, it's super impressive. Like some guys squatting, I don't know, 315 pounds, deep reps, four reps, big guy. I mean, like big guy, he, he looked like he weighed 300 pounds. He finishes the, the squat, puts the racks, the bar, and then does a backflip off the, um, plat, the de, you know, deadlifting platform and just kind of blows your mind. Anyhow, LinkedIn's not that. <laughs> LinkedIn is a little more professional and that's a great way to find me and connect. And I think my, my website's on there, ph1performance.com. 
and you can learn a little bit more about me. But I always tell any viewers, if you've got questions, if, you, if there's anything I can help you with, please reach out. Um, I'm very good. I return everybody's message, even if it's brief. But I think we all need to kind of stick together and and have each other's back because we're all doing the same thing. We're mm -hmm. all trying to improve others' health, wellness, and vitality. And some are working with professional athletes. Some are working with senior citizens. So keep doing what you're doing. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Steve. This has been super fun. Uh, it's been super fun and informative. And, you know, I, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Bruce Lee said, in any passionate pursuit, the pursuit counts more than the object being pursued. And this is one of his kind of Confucius type sayings, but it really is important to remember that, you know, I know we have goals and we're trying to, you know, reach the moon, but it's the pursuit. That's where you get grit. That's where you get, you know, your, your machismo and your, your determination and, and it builds your character. So keep pursuing, reaching high and get after it, everybody. Love that. I don't think I can add yes. to that. John, yes. any last words for our listeners today? Yeah. So uh, a couple of takeaways. One, um, you know, just to sum it up, be excellent. And so if you want to advance, you want more money, you want different opportunities, work hard be, and be excellent at whatever you're doing, even if it's roto rootering the, the, the drains uh, as, a, as a maintenance guy. That is, that is a great, great piece of advice because look where you are now. And then secondly, and I've run into this before, for those of you who want to um, train your kids, you can literally be the the idea of fitness leader of the year, and they don't want to hear it from you. So you need to go find them a really good trainer. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes they just need to hear it from somebody else, right? <laughs> it's crazy. You think, you know, here I am. Like She has access to, in my opinion, the greatest strength coach in Colorado. <laughs> and, and she doesn't want to hear anything I have to say. And then she goes and does, you know, box, you know, single leg box jumps and, and Bulgarian split squats and sled pushes and all the stuff that I would have shown her, but she does it with some woman that she builds rapport with. And maybe that's a good takeaway. You know, that that's what we all do. We, we try to connect with our clients and build that rapport and, and be authentic. And there's a trainer for everybody out there. You might not be right for one of the clients, but you might be perfect for another. So, Hey, whatever works. Love that. So true. So true. There's somebody out there for everybody in all respects, right? Nice. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us, P. And thank you, John, for co-hosting with me. I'm just going to say co-host, period. <laughs> this has been super, super fun. So definitely check Pete out. And make sure to reach out to him if you guys have questions. I know I do. We're going to talk offline here. But as usual, guys, we remind you to go out there, be fruitful in the world, and make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon.